0: to draco's den and it's time for a new show and just as a heads up y'all can get two shows this week because this one is a story time that just came up so i had to come on and give a little bit of this because it's almost funny and mostly sad but you will also get a wrestling review this week not of the current bullshit but instead of montreal the Montreal Screwjob, Survivor Series 97. That will be the next episode that gets released. As a matter of fact, that will be recorded live on stereo on December the 8th, just tomorrow as I record this. Um, Jeremy, Stephen, and I will get together, review the entire pay-per-view, not just the Screwjob itself, but we will touch on, you know, everything about that led up to the Screwjob and where we stand on all of the shit that happened. But that's next episode. This episode, we got story time. And I'm going to tell you real quick, there's one kind of short story and one that's going to highlight a problem in the LGBT community. And I'm going to piss some of y'all off. But let's get to the first part of this. And the first part of this is an update. Last, or story time before last, the first one that I did was about the return of a fuckboy. Ricky returned and... I have an update for that situation. So, yesterday, I get a text message. And there's a point behind the story and the reason I'm going to tell it, too. I get a text message from this idiot, and it simply says, sir. Now, normally when he does shit like this, this means he's somewhat irritated with me, but he was not the last one to communicate via the texting thread. I was, so fuck him, right? So he gave me a one-word opening, and I gave him a one-word response. Yes, which is always an indicator that you're about to piss me off, so you might want to tread carefully. But instead of him being aggravated, oh, no, no. His entitlement has returned. Oh, no, no. Now he thinks that it is okay because he's touched base with me to ask me for help. Now, I've highlighted all that I did from him in the last episode, so if you want the full backstory on that one, go listen to that one and then come back to this one but let's be real our friendship was fairly one-sided all he knew how to do was take and I'm a generally giving person and for those of y'all that know me personally want to say I'm some form of asshole I suggest you re-examine that (laughs) I may be brutally honest in the things that I say however that does not mean that I don't give a shit about people or that I do not do for them. I did way too much for Ricky. Entirely too much. Now here is my thing. Before we stopped talking, however, I had already cut off doing anything for him. He has this tendency to to be quote-unquote down on his luck. Now, mind you, when he called me and initiated this whole reconnection shit that he's trying to do, He's swarping down that he was doing well, that he was working, and that he had his own place and all that. And somehow, in the span of these few two, three weeks or whatever it's been, he no longer has a job. He texts me and asks, can I send him a few dollars? Because he doesn't even have money for soap. Question. First off, most of us buy soap in bulk, don't we? Like, I buy a whole box of soap. Like, boxes. I, I like a fucking 12-pack of bars of soap in addition to whatever body wash I use, right? Why the fuck was that relevant to me? Secondly, sir, two and a half years ago before we stopped talking, a year and a half before that, I had refused to do anything for you financial. What the fuck made you think anything changed? And if you're asking why, it's very simple. It's because the situation that he finds himself in is entirely of his own making. You can't say it's a case of bad luck when you constantly find yourself back there. It is a a case of bad decision making. So the audacity of you to come to me, which by the way, let's also establish this. It's only December the 7th, right? Everybody's rent is due at the first of the month. I live in a weird-ass complex where they, you know, consider it late after the third. So somewhere between the first and the fifth, your rent is due, right? Why the fuck would you come on, come to me on the sixth asking can I send you any form of money? Now, just because I paid rent doesn't necessarily mean I'm completely and utterly broke. But timing, sir. Secondly, why would I send you money that I know that you're not going to spend on the soap that you mentioned, but you're actually going to go spend on some beer? Because I guarantee you if I had decided that I felt that sorry for him again and I decided to give him whatever few dollars I decided to send him, I guarantee tea it would have been spent on a beer or a pint of vodka, a pint of something. It was going to be spent on alcohol because he's an alcoholic. In short, his feelings hurt right now because I said no. Again. And my point in all this is it's interesting how someone can be gone for your from your life for an extended period of time, and during which time you have taken the time to grow, evolve, establish yourself, you know, get on even better footing than you were at the time you were dealing with them, not just financially, but spiritually, mentally, and emotionally as well and they come back in and find them. you find them entitled. They think they are still entitled to you because they are entitled to the person that you were. They feel that they could just come back in and things will be the same as if it never changed, as if nothing about you has changed. And sweetie, a lot of things have changed since the time period in which I was willing to do things for you, which is why you stopped talking to me in the first place. In combination with the fact that you would not just going to talk to me any kind of way, then, you know, it's funny that the way that I can test people like that. I'm like, I haven't spoken to you, you know, the past few days. I didn't re- I never reinitiate conversation with him. I don't feel the need to block him yet because he's not overly irritating me. And honestly, at this point, he makes good fodder for the podcast. But I was waiting to see how long it would be. And lo and behold, each time that you text me, it's because you need something. And it's not always a financial need. The first time that he, you know, when he first reconnected with me, it was an emotional need. He felt some type of way. He was losing people and blah, 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 blah. He was feeling reminiscent about, you know, in his mind, better times. And in my mind, times that I'm like, eh, they were what they were. It's just amusing to me so let me just elaborate on that point and say this for those of you who are content to get by by whatever means necessary whatever underhand it means if you think you can get by off your looks alone if you think and when you come into someone's life and you use them and use them and use them, that, that person does not get tired of you and all of your bullshit. And that if you just go away for a while and come back, you can resume using them. You have this fucked up bitch. I wasn't going to be nice with that. For me, it's the audacity. We've only you've only just come back into my life about three weeks to a month ago and you already feel entitled to ask me to help you financially forgetting that I know you better than every single person that you deal with and you try to play the sympathy card and this is something that, to be aware of because he's a bit narcissistic honestly so he'll play the man I'm really tired of having to ask people for stuff and you know I just need a few dollars to, and again, he specifically chose soap. Something that it would seem like, oh, well, damn, you know, because realistically, if you sit back and think about it, it does sound kind of fucked up. You can't even afford to get a bar of soap. You ain't got a dollar. I mean, because you can go to Dollar Tree and get a three pack, honestly. It sounds fucked up until you realize that you know this person. This is an alcoholic, this is an addict. This is an addict who refuses to get help. This, this is an addict who needs not only to be attending somebody's AA meeting or rehab, but he needs extensive therapy for a fucking cavalcade of issues that he has refused to deal with for 25 years or more. He needs Extensive therapy to deal with the loss of his mother when he was a child. He needs extensive therapy to deal with whatever the hell else he dealt with growing up in Chicago. The fact that his father wasn't shit. He was raised by his grandmother after mama died, so on and so forth. The fact that he's not close with his brothers. All of this is things that you need to seek therapy for, because bitch, I'm not the one. I know I have a degree in psychology, but I am nobody's therapist. I am not licensed to do that shit. I did not continue down the path far enough to do so, nor at this point in my life do I fucking want to. I do enough therapy or healing and shit on my own on a spiritual level. I'm not trying to take all that on. although I should. I might reconsider this at some point down the line. But right now, no, I'm, I'm good on all of that idea. So, at the end of the day, he is... He honestly thinks that nothing has changed, and that's the height of narcissism, honestly, isn't it? You think that nothing has changed, but things had already changed before we ever stopped talking. Again, for the the year and a half before we stopped talking, after I put him the fuck out of my house, you were not getting financial help from me. I wasn't sending you money for food Or booze or cigarettes because he still smokes. And how the fuck you got time to get, you know, money to get cigarettes and and booze but you don't have no goddamn food in your house and no soap to wash your ass with is beyond me. And for someone that tends to get by or try to get by off the fact that he's pretty, I don't understand how you can't get one of your hoes to buy you a bar of soap. The looks must be all you have because the sex must be trash, bruh. If you can't even get them to bring you a bar of soap, uh, can they They can't get you a bottle of fucking antibacterial hand soap, some hand sanitizer something. But you felt entitled to come to me. And I felt obliged to tell you no. And I don't feel bad about it. Because I know the soap is a lie. I know it's a lie, first off. Secondly, even if it's not, I have decided that once I have removed a person's access to me, you are no longer... I no longer feel obligated or willing to provide you assistance. You are no longer entitled to my help. You are no longer permitted to get help from me at this point your toxic behavior is your own fault you thrive you you choose to smolder in that toxicity i choose not to i have my own house not in any danger of losing it it's got soap all through this bitch i got a pack of 12 in that motherfucker right now not including the three bottles of body wash and the four bottles of hand soap and the big ass bottle of dishwasher you know liquid in there I got soap for days, years, honestly, because I'm probably not going to run out of all that shit until halfway through the year, you know, of 2022. So, my help? Nah. You're not entitled to anything from me anymore. You're not even entitled to my time. When I choose to respond is when I'm bored. When I can fit it in amongst other things that I'm doing. But like right now, if you were to text me right now, bitch, I'm recording a podcast. I'm not talking to you. That is infinitely more important than talking to you, even though I'm using you for fodder. That's a point. You know, when you let someone go, if you choose in any way to allow them to contact you again, make sure you protect yourself first. And I am no longer at a point in life where I'm willing to put myself out in any way, shape, or form to help others. I cannot pour from a container that is empty. I'm not going to empty myself to do for others, and then I'm just left with the empty container at the end. Sucks to be him, doesn't it? Now let's get to the highlight of today. And I'm going to let you know why I'm going to tell this story, because this story is a prime case in a major problem in the LGBTQIA community. I know I missed a few letters there, but y'all get the fucking point. There is a problem that the heterosexual people don't notice from us, but there is a problem where the L And the G in the LGBT community think they are the only letters that matter. In fact, they think they are the only letters that are valid. Now, I'm gonna illustrate this with today's story because a motherfucker that slid in my inbox came with all the audacity today and insulted me on several levels, and I'm gonna get to all of those. And he thought, he was being charming, witty, whatever the fuck, and he was not. Now, in this case, this person reached out to me on Adam for Adam. If you're a queer, you know what that is. If you're not, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Like, Google it, okay? Um, No, but seriously, the point is, you know, this is one of many quote-unquote dating apps or websites that are out there. And I choose to keep a profile on this one because, fuck not, sometimes it's entertaining. I was approached by this person yesterday in the inbox now let me start off by identifying a couple of things with this particular individual he's black not that the race is overly important but um he's one of those that initially only shows his torso and he's very toned very in shape that's cool now for me Especially after the last show, y'all should know. My first question is, why the fuck are you in my box? What do you actually want? Um, I don't trust the the more you know, overly aesthetically pleasing types. I really don't. But starts off, we're just you know having conversation, which is cool. Like, you know, he um, was surprisingly talkative, which is rare. You know, by and large, when I'm on these apps, you know, it's, um, you know, a dick pic and dick pic aspect, some kind of nude and, you know, what you own and, you know, just trying to smash. So this one started off well enough with the usual, like, how are you? You know, how's your day? What's new with you type shit? Okay, cool. And, you know, we we're just talking and, you know, the conversation was all right. You know, I'm at, you know working a new job, so I'm in training. He works from home. You know, we get through the usual chit chat. Then he finally sends me a picture with that shows his face, and he's not bad on the eyes. Um, I, I've certainly seen worse. Um, and we're talking. You know, he asks where I'm from. I'm clearly not from Phoenix. Like everybody, kind of immediately pegs that about me on these apps now. That I am definitely not from Phoenix, which is true. I am not from this bitch. I chose to live here and I like it here, but some of you people are fucking weird, but we'll get there. Speaking of which, you know, we you know, we're talking about that and things that we're, you know, interested in and you know um he asked how I like it here, you know, said mentioned that it's an adjustment from being elsewhere, which yep yeah, kinda is. Um you know, I mentioned that it's not a lot of, you know, people that I have to hang around with that I know, which is true. I don't have a whole lot of friends here. I really don't. And if anybody listens to this that happens to be anything that's got offended. Good. The fuck? Anyway. Um, that's a story for another day. But. Um, you know, we mentioned liking the area and stuff like that. So, you know, the conversation is starting out pretty good, just general conversation. You know, we get to the point where he's like, you know, most of the time he doesn't get past the hello on on the app or whatever. Because I had mentioned I'd only met a few people since I've been here. Apparently, he claims that, you know, I had done better than him. Now, upon reflecting on conversation today... It should have been a red flag but you know whatever um you know and i mentioned that some of these people here are fucking weird cuz they are cuz they are they do shit and you know he asked weird how and i mentioned you know some things that i have that i could pr- perhaps go into one another story time you know people that are you know texting me saying they want to be friends and that's all they want they legitimately just want a friend and then they immediately you know at some point randomly turn on some sex shit and that's not what we was on or you know, the ones that have boyfriends here but still trying to hit me up because they want to fuck with me during the day or whatever, you know, whenever their free time is, and it's weird. And, you know, I mentioned oh, I'd had one that was weird and started calling me, like, pet names and shit, like I was boo and Bay and all that bullshit, and we'd only been chatting for a day. You know, so the conversation is going fairly decently, right? Um... You know, he agreed. You know that that part, especially with you know dealing with the people that have somebody already, is weird. And you know, he mentioned that it seems like out here in the queer community, um, only option seems to be to either be a side dude or a friend with benefits, and that's all you really get. Okay, I can I can see some of that. You know, that seems a little bit accurate. It's a bit of a problem in the community at large nowadays. Now, you fuckers understand commitment, but I digress. Let's get on with it. Um, you know, he mentioned stuff about compatibility and what people are into, and he was told that he's too plain because he's not into all the extras, and his idea of the extras were very similar. And let me stop right here and say this. I'm going to mention what he said, but I am not at all king-shaming those that are into this. This is his particular... Thing that he doesn't like, I don't really care. He, but apparently, well, no, I care about part of it. Um, he said he was totally not interested and turned off by things like cock rings and jock straps and poppers or the masks and costumes just to have sex. Now here's where I'm going to agree. I don't do the poppers. Not, I don't do any form of party and play, which is basically taking some form of drug and then having sex. I don't need to be inebriated or high in any way in order to have sex with anyone that I choose to have sex with. Um, as far as things like cock rings and jock straps, those don't bother me. I'm not wearing a fucking jock strap. I just want to throw it out there. I'm not wearing one because, no, that seems like you're just trying to prevent me from having my fun. Fuck you. Um, but the rest of that really doesn't bother me. I mean, and to each their own. So not kink shaming. We don't, we don't kink shame here. You know, legitimate kinks. But, um, I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever. that—that That is what it is. And, you know, we're talking about the fact that, you know, most people aren't interested in anything more than, you know, random encounters anyway. So, um, and, you know, the conversation, you know, it, it gets a little deeper here. So things like, you know, is it just that I get bored? Um, well, I've, you know, mentioned that, um, while I'm human like everybody else, I'm uninterested in one-time things at this point. Um, and I also said, generally speaking, because I'm like, I realize not everybody can hold my interest past the first time either. He took that to mean, so you get bored after you have sex with so them. I'm like, sometimes I don't even have to have sex with them to get bored. I got bored be- during the conversation. I got bored right before they got to my house. I don't really give a fuck. Point of the matter is, like, not everything is meant to be a long-lasting affair. And, you know, not a lot of people here will say exactly what they mean. And that's a problem throughout the community, it isn't It's not exclusive to the Phoenix area or the St. Louis area. That's where the fuck you go. Um, you know. Then we can get back into general stuff. You know, asking about hobbies and all that, and which is great. Um, and then comes the phone. You know, the exchange of numbers because we've had a fairly lengthy conversation at this point. And he wants to talk more. All right, great, cool, fine, dandy. I'm all right with all of that. Conversation on the phone. It starts off cool. Going really well. Like, I'm on the phone with him when I'm supposed to be working, but who the fuck cares because I'm getting ready to quit one job and the other one I'm in training, so I'm able to multitask. And, you know, conversation's really good. we you know, we're talking, we're getting to know each other. We're, you know, just getting to know, you know, little things about each other, elaborating on things that were said in the messages, so on and so forth, right? And this conversation went on today for a about, I don't know, several hours. Um, let's see. I was on the phone with him for oh, a little bit over three hours, um, which was fine until we got on to certain topics. Now, you know, we're doing the usual getting to know each other thing. And for those of us in the community, I guess when you're really talking, or I don't, you know, don't want to limit that to just the community. But if you're really talking to somebody and you're like really delving in, like you really want to know. What kind of person are you? What kind of background do you come from? What, what what level of fuckery am I getting into, basically, right? And we've all y'all have all heard at this point, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard stories about my past. You know things about me. I'm not shy. But I want to say this. A couple of things were annoying to me. And one became an absolute deal breaker. So the first part is what I'm going to... Now, let me tap on the second one first because it's it's shorter. And this was the absolute deal breaker. And it was the fact that he don't like kids. As y'all know, I have four. Three boys and a girl. All four of these children's names are tattooed on my body. The three boys' names are on my arm not going to say their names for certain reasons but if you look at my fucking social media you've already seen them and my you know goddaughter's name is on my chest these are four children that I have had a hand in raising and and you know all view me as a father figure right I make sure that I'm upfront with people so that you understand what you're getting into with me. And even though my sons are not here with me, and Charmaine does not have to live with me, obviously she is my mother. My kids are important parts of me. I wouldn't have tattooed their names on me otherwise. You know that was a another form of symbolizing the permanence that they they have within my life, right? This motherfucker. Tells me, oh, I don't like kids. I don't. I don't generally mess with guys that have kids. Me, kid, you know, having kids means problems. You know, normally that means baby mamas, and I'm like, okay, so. And this will tie into the other thing because these are both basically deal breakers for me. Um, But he's looking at it from the perspective of. If you've got kids, you've had sex with women. there has to be a woman involved, that she somehow holds precedence in your life over your significant other. So let's examine the fact that that's flawed in and of itself, because if my children were biological and I were dealing with their mothers in that way, do y'all honestly think that I'm the type that deals with baby mama drama? Firstly. Secondly, just because you're and some of y'all bitches need to hear this by the way just because they're the baby mama does not mean they hold a higher place in the man's life over anyone else no technically the kids come before her punk ass he worried about things like well if i want to do you know go on trips to vegas i it's an adult trip i don't want to stay where it's kid friendly i want to stay in whatever the fuck place he said to me i've never been to vegas i don't really and i'm going to go but i mean whatever. He's like, you know, uh, even with my friends that have kids, I expect them to find babysitters and all that. And when I go to a restaurant, you know, uh, I'm like, we not tipping the waiter if they sit us anywhere near kids. So let me deal with this. It is your choice if you choose not to have kids. And that is fine and fucking dandy. However, I am the type of individual that I am a real fucking father. I may not have helped birth these motherfuckers, but all of these kids are mine. And they automatically hold a higher place than your bitch ass or anybody that acts like you, thinks like you, looks like you, talks like you because I'm irritated at this point. Now, I'm like, okay, so I understand your idea of perhaps you don't want kids. But at some point, you know, you should realize, you know, if you keep running into people like us that have kids, um, reevaluate, bitch. Or, you know, just be accepting of the fact that you're going to be single. But this motherfucker is weird. Because, of course, we get into the topic of the DL men. I get approached by a lot of DL men and did a whole story time on this. I'm not going to rehash. However, herein lies the problem, the real problem that is a problem all throughout the LGBT community, and that is this. This stupid motherfucker had the audacity to say to me that you are either gay or you are straight. So when talking about the do men that come, you know, come our way or whatever. He's like, you know. And we the discussion like around the the whole fucking kitchen set thing that y'all bitches been debating over on social media. um, He basically says, you know, it's a whole lot of women. I heard it's been fucking gay men. that's don't have kids by gay men. Pause. Pause. I'm going to say this again for you slow sons of bitches in the back bisexuality, pansexuality, demisexuality, whatever, are real. There's no binary here. There's no, you either are gay or you're straight. That's not how the fuck sexuality works. And the L and the G in the community get really, really irritating to me because y'all feel like y'all need the gatekeep. Y'all wonder why sometimes the community stalls out. Let me illustrate this very simply. When the L and the G proceed to tell the B that we are confused and we just haven't chosen a side or that you're gay and you just don't want to say it. No, bitch. Let me explain something to you. And this is where I got with him today. I have fucked both. And I identified as bisexual because that's the only label I knew coming up. But you could identify me as pansexual because I am not averse to fucking those who are gender non-confirming, transgender, gender fluid, non-binary. I don't give a flying fuck as long as I am attracted to you and feel a connection. Do not stand here in my face or even over the phone and tell me then no you're either gay or you're straight fuck you because your sense of arrogance and, and let's be real i i think i described earlier that he was the kind of toned or whatever he's an arrogant little bitch. so i'm starting to realize something here but i'll get to that but you feel he has i don't know if you really call him pretty privilege because he's not really pretty in the face but I guess it's the closest term that I can get to get to it where he has a certain aesthetic that is generically pleasing. And he tends to view himself as being above others. I mean, and he is an arrogant fuck. Like asking, you know, and I, I dealt with the initial question of do you go to gym? The answer is no. I have a host of health problems that's... The gym is just not feasible, and I don't fucking want to at this point. You know, I, I do what I do to stay in whatever shape that I can manage. But that's between me, my body, and my doctors. Bite me, asshole. I was about to let that slide. But then we come into this where you've determined that we have to be one or the other. Who in the absolute and you're trying to sound intelligent as you do this. But who in the absolute blue fuck told you that? One way or another, we all have some variation of queer that are in this community, okay? And he kind of, you know, disavowed the trans. Like, they were an afterthought. The trans community was an afterthought to him. It was like, he said all these acronyms, they just confuse and they don't make no damn sense to me. What even is asexual? I'm sorry, can you not Google that real quick to get the d- the dictionary definition of that shit? Do I really have to explain that to you? And he's, he's like, well, that's not realistic. There's no way that, that can be a real thing. Oh, I'm sorry. So let me get this straight with the LNG community. You want the fucking heteros to take y'all seriously, but you will invalidate every other letter of the fucking alphabet that we added into this damn acronym that fights for your damn rights because they're not like you. So you a gay man and you only like dick, but you can't comprehend that somebody else don't like dick or pussy. That, that's your thing. Because you're hypersexual, you can't fathom the idea that somebody else doesn't crave sex. Also, let's be real. Those that are ace, don't, just because they don't crave sex in the way that you do does not mean that they don't have sex. That doesn't mean that they don't crave romance. They don't crave affection. They don't crave attention. Educate your fucking self before you go and try to invalidate somebody else's identity. And just because the other ones on the spectrum are new to you doesn't make them any less valid. So for him to sit here in this conversation and say these types of things and then... Because everything that I do will in one way relate back to my kids. When I relate things back to it, you're like, "Uh, we already talked about them and they're not there with you. I don't want to hear anymore. Who the fuck are you talking to? Here is my thing. If you're going to step into my world and my life, you're going to get a constant reminder of my children. Because, again, their names are tattooed on me visibly. Three names on my arm, on my left arm, one name across my chest on the left side. And more names will be added as I get my license here and proceed to take in more children. And once I build bonds with them, more names will go all up and down this motherfucking arm. And wherever else I decide to put their names. So at some point, you know, I'm going to run out of space on both sides of my arm. Well, guess what? I guess we're just going to go down the whole left side of my body, put names in this joint as I take in kids. That's how I feel. My kids will always come first. Now, I understand the idea that maybe you don't want to be with somebody that has kids, but you've chosen to continue this conversation knowing that I have kids. And again, just because my kids are not in the home with me, that doesn't make me any different than any other father or any other mother that doesn't have custody of their children, jackass. I still do for mine. All of my kids at any fucking point in the day can call my phone and know that I'm going to answer. If I don't answer right then, I'm going to call you back. Any of my kids know that if they absolutely need something and I have it to give or I can get it to give, I'm going to do it. They all know that my world will stop when it comes to them. Cause it's something that most of them then get from any other so-called parent in their life, but they're gonna get that from me. They've always gotten it from me, and it's going to continue anytime that my kids, any of them, the ones that I already have, and the ones in the future, when they need me, yes, you're gonna have my attention. And he even said, Well, one isn't one of them grown. What the fuck does that mean? Yes, my I have an 18-year-old. Does that mean he needs me any less? No. He still calls and texts me at the slightest fucking inconvenience or if he has a question that he can't figure out who else to ask or he needs some general fucking guidance or he just want to know how the fuck I'm doing today and want to get on my goddamn nerves for 20 minutes. That's what he does, and he is entitled to continue to do so. Legitimately, if he just randomly feels like talking to me, he will text me, Pops, what are you doing? What am I supposed to do? Tell him, oh, no, you're going. You ain't supposed to talk to me. What the fuck? My job didn't end because he's eighteen. My job didn't end. It didn't end when he left my house. And from what I've seen, on from real parents, bitch, our job don't never end. You always gonna need your parents. Cause I call my mama for advice constantly, slightest inconvenience on the phone, mama. This individual just didn't understand that particular concept. Everything in my life can in one way or another be tied back to my kids because that's how I operate as a parent. My policies on dating were adjusted when I brought in kids. So once I have kids in house, house, you can't even come to my house. Not until I've known you for an extended period of time, minimum of six months. You're not going to be around my children. Ain't going to be no coming over to hang out at my house. Oh, well, just put the kids... No, that's not how that works here, sir. I have kids... Even if my kids weren't traumatized, I share a wall, a very thin wall. Number, nah, I operate that way I operate. And it, since we're the getting to know each other phase of this, right, I make sure that there are certain things that are known up front. Now, you had ample opportunity here to say, oh, well, you know, you have kids. That's, you know, not something that I'm cool with. And you could have hung up and this, this show wouldn't be a thing. But you had to harp on that. And then you had to harp on your linear ass idea of sexuality. You have to be on one side of the line or the other. You can't be in the middle. You can't be... It's got to be a line. It can't be a fucking circle, a, a pentagram or something. There's a lot of sexualities. There's a lot of sexual identities. And then there's gender identity. And for the record, if you use the term... If you use the term transsexual when you mean transgender, I'm already going to side out you. He too stuck in a very close-minded point of view for us to get anywhere. Like at this point, I'm just kind of like, I actually legitimately want to smack the fuck out of you because you're just disrespectful. And I don't tolerate this level of disrespect. So all in all, um, there's a little cutaway here because as I was recording, I had to begin dealing with a mini crisis with one of my children, which further illustrates my point with this dick waffle. Dude, if you don't want to fuck with people that have kids, you should probably, you know, once you find it out. Cease the conversation because let me explain something. Just because my kids ain't in my house does not mean that you will suddenly get ranked above them. It does not suddenly mean that you will be, you know, privy to every bit of my motherfucking free time because shit happens. Like the crisis that I'm currently dealing with through text message with one of my children. Not my oldest. This one is the middle son. And I'm not going to go into details about it because I haven't gotten all the details, but this is how things work. Just to illustrate this point, the only reason I mention this, because you probably wouldn't have noticed it, is even when I'm in the midst of doing something that's semi-work, enjoyment, therapy, whatever the fuck you want to call this, you know, I'm in the middle of recording a podcast and still have to have some awareness that my phone goes off and deal with the crisis that comes up when my child is having a mini-crisis. In many crises that may be a big crisis, I will find out and perhaps update y'all later if I can do so without divulging any sensitive information. You know, legal shit. But this just proves my point. He would have an attitude with something like this. If I, if this had happened earlier while I was on the phone with him, he would have a problem. My guy. And I'm also going to say this. You know, I talked since we talked a little bit about family history, he felt like my family was really fucked up. And y'all know my family is fucked up, except my mama. Like, my mama is wonderful. But he tells me about his own fractured relationship with his mother. And herein lies the problem with him, because I'm a psychoanalyst, analyze your ass. You don't have a proper connection with your mother. Your mother is not very motherly. She doesn't have that motherly instinct towards you. And she clearly has a favorite child, which is your little brother. And therefore, you've kind of equated that with everybody else. And can we also talk about why do motherfuckers feel that there is a competition between the children and the spouse? Ain't no goddamn competition, jackass. My children, no child asked to come here. Parents make a decision to get them here. Therefore, the children come first. This is very plain and simple in my book. This does not mean that you forego your spouse, that your spouse's needs never get met, that your needs never get met. However, you chose to bring this life into the world or you chose to bring this life into your life. In my case, I foster these children. I am, you know, fostering or adopting children. Therefore, I chose to bring them into my life. They didn't ask to come to my home. And they already come from a broken home. A home where they've been abused mentally, physically, sexually, emotionally. They're not going to get more of that in my house. That's not to say that I'm going to spoil them. That's not to say that I'm not going to have moments where I get to go be a fucking adult. Because that's what you have a tribe for, bitch. Yes, I have people that will watch my kids for me to go out on a date or go have dinner. or, And when we, since all of us have kids, if we're all going to do something... We do shit where we can incorporate the kids, and if we're going to do something where we can't incorporate the kids, we all make arrangements for someone to watch our children. This is a very basic concept, but this idea that you gotta be in competition, because that was this thing that he kept harping on, like, you know, the kids have to come before me, and then he says the baby mama has to come before me. I got a unique circumstance, fucker. Since my kids are foster children, I have baby mamas and baby daddies, and don't neither one of them come before any fucking thing else in my life. I don't have to cater to them. They got to cater to me to be technical about it because you lost custody of your kids. I didn't lose custody of shit. I'm raising your kids. So I didn't go out of my way to cater to any of my children's parents. I will meet them with reasonable requests. But nothing they did inconvenienced my life. However, I mean, did you expect for someone that has a kid to you know constantly come running when you call but if the child is having a mini meltdown like mine is you expect us to ignore it is that what you're telling me because it's not realistic and again if you're not ready for that responsibility fine cease the conversation as that because at this point the way in which he went on and on and on about he not he's not a kid person blah 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 okay so you're really stuck in your ways what more do we really have to discuss at this point? So at this point, you can pretty much lose my number because you're about to get blocked from my phone. Because you're offensive to me on multiple levels. You're offensive to me when it comes to my kids. You're offensive when it comes to my sexuality because you're going to you know, impose upon me that because I would be fucking you, that that means I'm completely gay. No, sweetie. In very childish, you know, petty-ass terms, I still like titties. Women's days specifically. I don't like men's days. Okay, so I still like women. I still like them as human beings. I respect them as human beings. I still find women attractive. That doesn't go away just because I'm sitting here settled with your dumb ass. And I'm not in the mood to deal with somebody who thinks they're smarter than me, better than me, or in any way, shape, or form. And yes, You may be in the more, you know, Eurocentric standard of beauty style of body. Great. I don't care. Because you approached me, dumbass. And going through all of this, I'm like, I find it funny how you remarked on how you can barely get past the hello stage with these people. Or how you can't get people to really meet up and just hang out with you and that be all it is. Or really try and get something started. Well... I spent three hours and 20 minutes talking to you today. And in three hours and 20 minutes, I can tell you exactly why you can't get a motherfucker to settle down with your ignorant hateful ass. If a man comes to you and tells you he's bisexual, you invalidate his sexuality. Oh, no, you're gay. You just want to portray that for the rest of the world. If he comes to you and tells you, well, I am gay, but I have kids because I always wanted a family. Oh, well, I can't be with you because you got kids and the kids always gonna come before me. We ain't never gonna get to do nothing as adults. Sweetie, it is babysitters, grandparents, family members, babysitters in general for that type of shit? Trust me, we have. There are resources for us to get out and do adult things. We can't do them, you know, all the fucking time. You know, every night ain't gonna be like, oh, we need to find a babysitter. No, 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 that shit that shit gets costly. But um there are arrangements to be made. Life continues after children. If one chooses to. But everything that we discuss. Just kind of like letting me know. like You're one of those false intelligent people. Like you have some intelligence about you. But you carry yourself like you're a lot smarter than you actually are. And you're extremely close minded to be a double minority. Because you are a gay black man. This is what happens when I put myself out there and, you know, try to do this dating thing. Like, there are things that I am willing to negotiate on, but my kids ain't one of them. And the validity of my sexuality is not one of them. These are deal breakers for me. If you are one of those in the community or on the hetero side, if I were to end up with a woman and you think that bisexuality is not a real thing, it's just a cover for being gay, you can go ahead and just never speak to me. I don't have time, and I'm not finna sit there and argue and try to convince you of shit. At this point, I'm just annoyed, and I want to be done. And when I extricated myself from the conversation at 3 hours and 20 minutes in, I was satisfied that I'm completely done. I have not texted him back. He, was supposed, he had said something about calling me back. I ain't heard from him, and trust and believe, I don't want to. This was enlightening. And he bitched about the people here being weird. And I'm like, I don't think it's the people here that's the problem. I've had my, my share of problems with, you know, putting myself out there here too. But I don't think the people here were the problem with him. I think his personality was the fucking problem. And, you know, there are some people that are just really setting their ways. And again, I get that. And you were free to not want kids. No one says y'all have to have them. But when you come across somebody that has them, you have to understand there is that is a package deal. A real parent, and yes, I'm taking a shot here, by the way, a real parent is a package deal. When you get them, you get these kids too. If you are not prepared for that, if you're not okay with that, if you think that you can in any way convince a real parent with any form of self-esteem and self-respect to put you above their kids, you need to leave that person alone. You need to never talk to anyone that has kids. Just the moment you find out kids in a picture, just like, okay, have a nice day and move the fuck on. Because a real dedicated parent will never, ever, ever allow a man or a woman to come in between them and their children. You can take your guesses as to who this shot was aimed at because it's quite a few people I know that that shot was particularly aimed at. but for for people like him in particular you are the type of person that needs to ask that question first do you have kids or do you want kids if the answer to either one of them is yes you need to say have a nice day and move on about your life and no you can't be friends with them either speaking for myself and those that are like-minded with me if we if you don't fuck with our kids you don't fuck with us i have friends that don't have kids I'll give an example. I'm sure she won't mind me giving her name. My friend Janelle, Um before I left Saint Louis, she's like we have to we have to meet up, we have to hang out. I was like, "Okay, you know, are you cool with me bringing a little one can I get a baby So she's like, "Dude, you're dad. Bring him on. We got this." We sat and had a whole con- you know, whole dinner, whole conversation. When we decided we wanted to talk about things that I didn't want him to hear, it's called here's the cell phone, here's YouTube, here's the videos you like, here's the headphones. Just don't listen to shit that we got to say. He didn't hear a damn thing that I had to say. When I needed his attention, I had to tap him to get it. You make a way, and your friends, a real friend or someone who's legitimately trying to be part of your life, understands that you come with children. The last several times that I had dinner with her before I left St. Louis, kids was with us, bruh. That was never a problem with her. That's how it should be. And my thing would be this. That's going to constantly be a problem when it comes to dating. I actually like parenting more than I like dating you dumb fucks. Because at the end of the day, as I told this dipshit, there ain't a damn thing that you can do for me that I can't do for myself. With an exception. The only thing that another person can do for me that I cannot do for myself is things that are kind of petty or kind of emotional in nature. So you can't, I can't hold myself at night. Or give my, I can give myself some reassurance, but sometimes you need to hear that from another person. That's the only thing that y'all can do. For another individual that they can't do for themselves because when it comes from sex um sweetie i can get myself you know where i need to go in far less time and be just as fucking satisfied probably more satisfied because i'm so damn good at what i do clean up roll over and go to fuck to sleep and not have to worry about anybody else's feelings and you know how they you know, what they did how they did it all the, i don't have to worry about none of that shit Financially, boom! I got my own. What else? What else you got for me? Don't get me wrong. If you want to come to me with some money, by all means, give me that. But, but realistically speaking, I don't need that from you. I, you know, when it comes to general entertainment, huh? I'm a laugh fucking riot. I got plenty of shit to keep myself occupied around here. I write. I podcast. I got friends, ho. I don't really need them. Another person. For anything other than the more emotional shit, and I get past that because at the end of the day, I like the peace that I have moved into my life more than I like the idea of having some jackass lay next to me at night. Because if I just wanted someone to lay next to me at night, I would be with my ex, I would have stayed with the devil. I know why move on if my whole goal in life was just I need someone to lay next to me. If I was one of these desperate fucks to go out and stay in relationships that are toxic as fucking self-destructive, if I wanted to be that level of self-destructive, I would have continued that five and a half year relationship. I I made it that long. If I was still stuck in that mentality where I had to have someone lay next to me, at least I know what I'm gonna get out of this dumb bitch. I know exactly what we're going to do. I know exactly how to catch him in his lies because he lies the same fucking way every time. He's never creative with it. That's not my goal. If I wanted someone to beat me down emotionally or try to, or someone that would try to isolate me from everybody that I know, love, and give a fu- flying fuck about, I would have stayed with that bitch. I don't need a new one coming to my life trying to, to isolate me from my kids and. We had nothing to discuss once we got to that point in the conversation. I no longer want to talk to you. But that was a worthy story. That was something I felt I needed to share. Cause, And I'm sure somebody that is listening to this shit has been through something similar before. So that begs the question, what are your deal-breakers with someone that's attempting to pursue you? What immediately is the you-got-me-fucked-up point where you cease all communication? What's yours? Because mine, as I said, the kid thing and the invalidation of my sexuality, my identity, and also my spirituality. Any of that, we're a no-go. So, that being said, let's go ahead and wrap this up for the evening. I hope everybody is... You know, staying safe and COVID free. And I hope that um, y'all are being sensible in in your decisions. I hope y'all are preparing to enjoy yourself for the holidays. For those of you that have children, I would recommend you just hug them a little bit closer tonight, especially as, you know, the news earlier today, you know, we saw all over that Nick Cannon just lost one of his children. Personally, if my children were closer to me, I'd hug them a little bit tighter as it stands. I'm just going to go deal with one of them having a mini fucking crisis as soon as he responds back. But hope everybody enjoys themselves. As I said, you know, I do have another show, a live show coming up tomorrow. If you want to listen to it live, then you would need to download the stereo app. The link will be shared on my social media pages, so just follow the link. If you missed the live show, it's fine. As you've seen, it will be uploaded here on Anchor when we're done, but listening to it live allows you to contribute to the show during the live show. However, y'all know y'all can leave me voice comments on the Anchor version of the podcast that I can insert into any future shows. Any other feedback, you can also send me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at DracosDen, all spelled the same way as the podcast, or the website DracosDen.com. There's a contact me form on there, which you can use. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and sign off of here. Stay safe, everybody, and we'll talk soon.